Welcome to Bigger Than You, the podcast to help you go from overwhelm, self-doubt and scarcity in your business to the calm, grounded and unshakably confident version of you that's going to bring your vision to life. You've got a mission and a purpose that's bigger than you and your limiting stories and beliefs. So let's get you out of your own way. I'm Jenna Holloway, your host and multi-award winning intuitive hypnotherapist and mindset coach. Expect to hear game-changing perspective shifts on how to align your subconscious mind with your boldest goals and will unlock the power of energetics, infusing it into every aspect of your life and business for maximum impact. Are you ready? Then let's dive in. much for coming back and joining me again. I'm really, really excited to have a beautifully aligned guest on the show. Um, I will introduce her first, but hello first of all. Hello, Amy. Hello. How are you today? I am so excited to be here and talk with you again today, Jenna. You were on my podcast and I loved our conversation and I'm so excited for the opportunity to pour into your community now. Oh, thank you. Yeah, me too. I also loved our conversation as well. So who is Amy then? Amy Trout is a business strategist. She's the founder of the Mums on a Mission community and the host of the Motivated Mumpreneur podcast. She helps business owners gain the clarity, consistency, and confidence to generate the income that they want so that they can create the impact that they desire without sacrificing their two most valuable assets, time and energy. And she does this through her signature CEO framework. That's why I said we're so beautifully aligned because we are both mums. We both have sort of that freedom at the heart of why we're doing what we're doing. We're building a business with our life. Like we're building a business that works around our life and our values rather than, oh, whoops, I've got this business that sucks all my time and energy and I can't be present because my business is taking up literally everything inside my mind. So yeah, I'm so excited to have this conversation, particularly with you, Amy, as a mum, because because I think it's such a different ball game, isn't it? When you're a business owner and you've got kids, you have to be intentional. We don't have to be, but you regret it if you don't right you being intentional about your time and and your choices um I'm gonna stop talking welcome Amy thank you so much yeah I love it yeah building a business around your life it's it involves a lot of trial and error. And I will admit, I made a lot of errors at the beginning of building a business. I'm I'm four years in at this point, which is kind of surreal because I don't come from a business background. And here I am now teaching others how to do it. But it's been a lot of, of just trial and error, going with it and going through burnout and figuring out okay how do i regain that control so that i'm not just constantly hustle 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 you know most of us didn't quit our nine to fives to work 24 7. and that's a really really hard pill to swallow yeah 100 um okay so tell us what just briefly what were you doing before you're doing what you what what you're doing today yeah, so I actually worked for 16 years um, in the physical therapy field. Um, I graduated college. I got my dream job and I thought I knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. You know, you just go through life checking those boxes. And, you know, looking back, I realized I was checking someone else's boxes. I was doing all of the things that society told me I needed to do to be successful. 
But it was really back in 2020 when the pandemic hit and the world shut down that I had that chance to pause and really dive inward for the first time in forever, because I had gotten to the point where it's like, okay, well, I guess this is, this is what it's going to be. This is the career path I chose. And I, unless I go back and get another degree, I don't have any other options. But what I realized that that was a mindset shift. That was a self-imposed limiting belief. It was a story I was telling myself. So it was in taking that time to pause and ask myself, what's going on? What do I truly want out of my life? Because I still remember at the peak of the pandemic, it was just such a gorgeous day. I remember sitting outside, my kids were playing, not a care in the world. At the time they were kindergarten and preschool. So they're like oblivious to like all of the chaos going on. Nobody knows what's happening. And it just, I came to the realization that day that I cannot get this moment in time back. While my kids are young, I cannot get this time back. I don't wanna live a life with regrets. I don't want to look back and go, well, what if? What if I would have taken that leap? Did it scared and shown my girls, hey, you know what? If you're not happy in the life that you're living, it's okay to make a change, to want more. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we go through that process where we feel guilty for wanting more, right? Like, oh my gosh, I, I have a job. I have a great income. I have a roof over my head. Who am I to want more? There's people out there that would absolutely do anything for this job I'm going to and complaining about. So that it really took a lot of inner work to break through and really design a life on my terms. Can you talk to us about like because you're spot on the inner work is the stuff that gives you the freedom to go after what you want and what you truly desire and allows you to just lift that heavy weight of yeah. guilt that is so unnecessary that we only feel because we have been conditioned to feel through society culture um misguided conditioning growing up it's so unnecessary and it takes the inner work to unlearn and decondition from that how did you do it amy oh my gosh i love how you said unlearn because it was a process of unlearning society has conditioned us to think that we can it, this weird paradox exists in society. We're expected to work like we don't have to parent and parent like we don't have to work. And we think that we can be juggling it all. You know, we're, we're almost living in a society where it's like the busier you are, the more you do. It's like this badge of honor that we, we wear around. And for me, it just involved trying different modalities, really trying and seeing, okay, what can I do to work through this because a lot of times it's in the subconscious and we don't even have the awareness that this narrative is running through our mind. I certainly didn't. So for me, that the first pivotal moment was taking the time to pause, taking the time to pause and ask myself, what the heck is going on? Let's get off of autopilot and back in the driver's seat and figure out, okay, how can I move forward? What do I truly want? Because when you don't know where you're going, how can you make a plan to get there, right? So for me, really stopping and pausing for the first time in my life and asking myself, what do I want? I know it sounds like such a simple question, 
But most of us can't answer that question. I had a really hard time and it wasn't something that I was sitting there and go, well, what do I want? I didn't know. I, I legitimately had no clue. So for me, it was a combination of doing things like journaling, doing breath work, doing, you know, having these conversations with friends that were doing what I aspired to be, that were running their own businesses. Because I always thought, hey, that would be cool. Wouldn't it be cool if? It's like, well, why not? So really taking the time to unpack those stories and exactly as you said, unlearn those behaviors. And I will tell you what, building a business has been more of a personal development journey than I ever, ever expected. And to be honest, I am not a woo-woo type of person. I am not the person that will just manifest everything till the cows come home. But what I found was helpful was there's so much scientific backing to most of this work, to doing the inner work, to bringing those thoughts from our subconscious into our conscious awareness. That's where we gain back control. This isn't woo, it's science. And for a healthcare professional, like I want to see the science, I want to see the research, right? So that was really, really helpful. Just finding and exploring those modalities that worked best for me because different modalities work different for everyone. So finding something that truly works for you. Mm, I love that so much. And so once you, like, can I just go back to the point where you said, I didn't know what I wanted. And yeah. that is so common because we live life on this like treadmill and time passes and time and we're busy right especially as as mums with our own business or even if you're listening and you don't have your business yet but you want to or, or wherever you are in your life as you are listening to this there's no denying that life is busy and time is passing and we have to consciously and intentionally press pause and take the time to visualize and ask ourselves what do we want because by doing that, you give your subconscious um, like a, a roadmap, right? If you do not think about what you want and get specific and clear on it, you basically, your subconscious is a car driving around aimlessly with no destination. And when you stop and you get, and you like, it, it's hard to start with this, when you don't, when you've never spent time doing this, you're like, what do I want? And you limit yourself because you've been conditioned to not ask for much or not to not, you know, to not like set, you know, quote unquote, set yourself up for failed. So you'll be disappointed. Like, no, lift the lid, practice desiring the most amazing things and practice visualizing what that would look and feel like. And it feels so good to go there in your mind. And what you're doing is you are giving your subconscious mind to think of it as a car, you're giving it a, a, a mission, a destination, and then it's, you know, people think it's woo, this manifestation stuff, but it's not, it is science, it's just how your subconscious works. By visualizing what you want and deciding and get clear, getting clear on what you want, what you are doing is you are putting those things on the reticular activating system in your brain so that they suddenly become relevant. 
so that when you go to, let's say you go to uh, some random event that your friend invites you to, your subconscious pings and says, that person over there knows somebody that's going to be really interesting for you because you said a few months back when you visualized this certain thing, you said you wanted this. So your subconscious knows and it will lead you to the opportunities. But it can't do that if you do not program in what you want by visualizing and getting clear on that. So I yeah. love the fact I love the fact that you brought to to this conversation that you're not woo because it yeah, it gave me the opportunity to just say, actually, this is how the subconscious works. So thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The, the power of visualization is wild. It is wild. When I heard it unpack it, it's crazy because our brain can't differentiate between what we're visualizing and reality. And like you said, it activates that reticular activating system. And suddenly we start to see these opportunities. There were so many opportunities right in front of me that I wasn't seeing, but just again, being aware of it so that I could identify those self-sabotaging behaviors and those stories. And a lot of it too involves stretching ourselves. Like I'm a very introverted person. So for me, when I first started the business, networking was very uncomfortable for me. And now I love it. I absolutely love it because I've shifted my perspective. I've met the most incredible people. So I think it's really, really hard to stop, but really important to to keep go like to do that so that we can go in the the direction that we really truly desire to go so we're not self-sabotaging along the way and going all over the country when you know our destination's right there if we would have just taken the time to stop and ask for directions you know yeah yeah exactly that um, I would love, Amy, to ask you, if we were to go, kind of go back maybe to, so you said you've been in business four years, right? We go to maybe like one year in or maybe 18 months in. What would you, if you had the chance, what would you go back and tell yourself right at the start of your business? What advice would you give? Maybe, that Amy. it's all going to be okay. That it's all going to work out. Like take the bigger risks get in bigger rooms and you know, do a lot of these things sooner. Mm-hmm. A lot of, I feel like I held myself back initially because again, I was doing the thing, but could I have done it in a more efficient way? Absolutely. And that's what I've really just learned along the process of building a business that I really had to start to view my business as an experiment Mm -hmm. that my successes and my failures, quote unquote failures, it's nothing that has to do with my worth as a human. It's simply data. And when I really learned to be objective and look at my business as an experiment with that objective lens, that was a game changer for me. I was able to start using the numbers, using the data in my business to drive the decisions. I took some of the emotion out of it because it was no longer, well, I like doing this and I think this is working. It was, okay, no, I, yeah, I love doing that. I think that's working, but in reality, it's really this that's creating the majority of my results. And it goes back to that intentionality. And especially as moms, our time and energy are two super, super valuable assets. So we have to be intentional. 
It is absolutely possible to build that business around your life when you're intentional, when you're doing those tasks that will move the needle forward by identifying, oh wait, if nothing else gets done today, what are my two to three daily non-negotiable items that, you know what, if, if all you know what breaks loose, my business is still moving forward. And once you take the time to do that, to identify those tasks and be intentional, you get control back. You get control back because you're not so wrapped up in the emotions of, oh my gosh, I had a terrible month. When you look back, okay, well, this month's always a down month. Theoretically, you know, it, it's going to fluctuate up and down. But if we can really take that step back, look at it from a 30,000 foot view, we're realizing, oh, this is just a trend in the data. Maybe this is an opportunity to add in a special offer during one of those down months. Again, being so intentional, taking that objective view is such a game changer. Yeah, 100%. And I love, I love what you said about not making things mean something about you. Like it takes... Yeah mindset work and like you said it's an absolute yeah. ride being an entrepreneur but you do that mindset work so that you don't feel so so you so that you don't feel the emotional high the emotional highs but like more often the emotional lows you don't make stuff mean anything about you it's neutral right and you're growing a business and it's separate to you your worth is priceless and you're worthy regardless of what's happening in, or not happening yet in your business. So I love that you shared that. Um, and also I love that you shared about being intentional with your time and focusing on the needle moving um, things in your business because as a family, like when you have a family, you don't have all the hours in the day. So, and your brain will like to, will try and get you to do the, the easy admin type tasks because it's easier than the needle moving tasks quite often but you've got to be strategic and intentional with your time and move the needle forward so yeah being aware of that i like to um to talk about money like adding monetary values to to tasks so the busy work is going to be like the 20 pounds an hour type job but the needle moving tasks they're worth 500 pounds an hour because they are going to progress me forward in my business and when you suddenly see that and you look at your to-do list with, with the price tags labeled on it like that, you're like, oh, well, I feel motivated now to do my needle moving tasks. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And especially as moms too, you know, we're afraid to ask for help, but that's one of the biggest strengths we can do is to ask for help, even with things around the house. You know, we always like to hyper-focus on our business. But what even in your life are you able to outsource? And this doesn't even involve always paying for something. We actually have a family plan. You know, we not only have a business plan, I run my family now like a business. We all have our roles, our responsibilities, ways that we can come together and work as a team, especially as my kids get older, they do have more responsibilities, but this is teaching them, empowering them with life skills that they can use as they grow older. I don't pack my kids lunches. I don't enjoy that task. So guess what, guys, you're going to learn how to pack your lunch. And it was a disaster at first. I've never seen so much jelly all over my kitchen, but now they're independent with that task because I took the time to teach them and that took 
weight off my shoulders. My kids will help with the laundry and the dishes because as a mom, yes, I can do all of the things, but just because I can doesn't mean I should, right? So we're starting to run our family in the same way we run the business, where we have that team mentality, where we have those clear roles and responsibilities. And we have once a week, a family meeting around the dinner table where we just discuss, hey, what's coming up this week? So that everybody's on the same page, so that we're communicating. And I mean, even if your kids are small, even if they're toddlers, there's creative little things that you can find for them to do. They love to help. They are like the biggest helpers at that age. You just start to think of little things around your house. What can they help me with? My youngest loved to flip socks like right side out. If they were inside out, she'd love like matching them and sorting them and all of the things. But just get creative and find different ways that you can incorporate them into your team. So get creative, get strategic, and you will have so much more time and energy back in your day. Mm, I love that so much. And what I really, really love as well is when you do it that way, as a mom with young kids, you're modeling for them what it looks like to be a woman that doesn't feel the weight of everything on her shoulders. Like I am so grateful for my husband. He does the majority of the cooking. I do the washing and he takes care of things like the MOT and all that. And I'm so grateful for that. And I gladly receive that support. I'm not, I'm not, I'm definitely not the kind of person that wears that badge of honor. I do everything, go me kind of thing. I am so happy to be supported. Um, But I am so aware as well that my girls are watching that. My girls are watching their dad take on a lot. My girls are watching me, like, be in that environment where it's not. Mum has to do everything. Mum has to pick up after everybody. No, like, we're, we're exactly on the same page. My, I get my girls to help out. And it gives them a sense of, I'm valuable, right? They're learning that mum appreciates me helping. And mum says thank you when I do that. And they're learning from an early age that they are important and they are valuable for being a part of the family. So I love so much that you have that conversation. Yeah. And we're finally, I I believe it's in having conversations like this and you and I modeling those behaviors, we're starting to break those molds, the societal molds and trends that we've thought, you know, for years and have been ingrained in us that as moms, we have to do it all. And it's no, no, we don't. It's okay to ask for help. And what a beautiful, beautiful example then that we're modeling for our children, that we are empowering them with, hey, guess what? Like you can have it all, but just because you can do all of these things yourself, like it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to work together as a team. And I really feel like it's empowering my girls then with these these life skills to then be better moms themselves so that they're not making those mistakes and having those narratives run through their heads that I did when I first became a mom. Yeah, and they won't have to unlearn that guilt of, I should have to do it all. I mean, I'm still unlearning some of those things. You know, I'll, I'll find myself doing something. I'm like, why am I not asking for help? Like my kids are capable of helping me, you know, 
sweep the floors and clean up their toys. Like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Let's ask for help. So yeah, yeah. there's a huge unlearning process that has to take place and I'm still working on it. Yeah, thank you. What about, um, so that was the advice you said about take more risks and just go for it. That's early days, don't be afraid yeah. to make a mistake. What advice would you give, like from now, looking back the last two years, what's different? Oh my gosh, I'm finally learning to trust myself, trust mm -hmm. my gut. That's been hard. Um, learning to trust, learning to really realize that I have all the answers I need within. And sometimes it involves just really, again, taking that pause, getting quiet, because it's easy to get into autopilot mode of life. I mean, we're, we're inundated with all of this information, all of these shiny objects around us, especially with social media, with our on-demand society. It's easy to go down the rabbit hole of comparison, comparison to what everybody else is doing and think that, oh, well, they're doing that. I need to do that. I need to hop on that trend because everybody else is doing that. I, you know, they have a podcast. So that means I need a podcast. They have a membership. So that means I need a membership. No, it's really taking the time. And I do this quarterly. Now I actually have a resource that will guide people through the process of pausing quarterly to assess where you're at currently to look back on how things went and then to plan moving forward. Okay. With where I am now with what I learned. Okay. Here's how we can get to the next step in the most efficient manner. Again, it goes back to that GPS, having a plan in place. So yeah, it's, it's an evolution, but learning to trust myself is probably the biggest thing yeah yeah flying that flag over here too yeah we just give yeah. up just give away so much power don't we like just thinking there's a right strategy i said this right. on my powerhouse portal call yesterday and i knew it as soon as it came out of my mouth i was like that i need to hang on to that and say that over and over again and it was there is no right strategy in quotation marks there is only alignment because what works for somebody else won't necessarily work for you. You only know what works for you when you trust yourself to feel into the aligned way for you. So yes, exactly. And that's, you know, that's what I'm telling clients all the time. You know, the best strategy is the strategy that works for you. And especially as moms, it's going to change depending on what phase or season of motherhood that you're in, your strategies are going to change and technology is evolving so quickly. So I think it's important to have those systems, have those workloads that gives you back so much time. There's so many automation that we can take the time to set up on the back end to alleviate a lot of this hustle, a lot of those mundane tasks that we really don't need to do. So, yeah. What's yeah. the one automation? He's coming in, I don't know why, he's coming into our yeah. What's your favorite automation? What's the one thing you've set up that you're like, oh, thank goodness. Every time you see that automation happen, you're like, just bought myself 10 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. So I have like onboarding automations. I've got podcast guest automations. Like everything is set up. Honestly, the simplest thing, and everybody can do this 
start creating templates for your emails because you'll notice that you start to get a ton of emails with similar messages. So I have a template. Okay, if you're interested in working one-on-one -on -one with me, here's how we move forward. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, here's how we move forward. You know, there's, it saves so much time. So if you find yourself writing a reply to someone more than once, just click the three little dots in the corner of your screen and save as template. It's free, it doesn't cost you anything, but literally then all you have to do is drag and drop and hit send. It doesn't seem like a big thing, but a minute or two here, minute or two there, you go down a rabbit hole, that saves you so much time and it reduces decision fatigue too because you know our brains are constantly making decisions and if we can make this one thing that much easier that okay the information's already there all i have to do is just click this button and it goes out honestly it's as simple as that so if you're looking to automate just start there you don't need a 20-step funnel click-through process start simple just start with those little tasks that you find yourself repeating over and over and over. And the cool thing with technology is there's probably an automation out there that can help you with it. So use YouTube, use Google, Google it, look it up, see what's available. Again, try different things and see what works for you. The best automation is the automation that works best for you to save you time, not take more of your time away. Yeah, I love that so much. And like you said about it saves time, a little bit of time here and there, but that all adds up. It's like, it that that is, see it as an energy leak. And every energy leak you plug, you have more capacity for joy, abundance, spaciousness, lightness, wealth, all of it. You need to have the space to receive clients, wealth, joy, abundance, all of those things. So it's on you. If you're at 100% capacity in terms of mental load right now or energetic capacity, then then you've, you, you've got nothing to receive into. It's like you want to you wanna receive, like think of it like a, a glass of water. If, you're, if your glass is already full, how can you receive more? So see, see it as a, like, like in sports where they talk about marginal gains to, that make the difference, that helps you win the race. Look for the marginal gains that you can find it throughout your whole life, not just, you know, not just in your business, but everywhere in life. How can you streamline things? And I love, I just love decluttering, like as one of the ways, you know, like just everything is energy and it's taking up space. And if it's not bringing you joy or it's not useful and you're not using it and it's broken or it can be recycled, get it out of your house <laughs> and I know yes. my, my husband's gonna roll his eyes as he listens to this but like I know I know the energy game and I know it matters and I just do not want I'm not available for pointless yes oh my god I couldn't agree more did you know my first business was a residential home organizing business? I would go in and help people declutter. Like that's oh, I what that. I did because it really does. We're so impacted by our environments and mm -hmm. they've shown, there's studies out there that show that the visual clutter really does weigh on us energetically. And when you release that, when you just let go, it does create time and space for what matters most. Yeah. That now you're not having to search and be frustrated and get mad that the kid's stuff is all over the place. And it's just this weight that's lifted off. And like you said, allows you then to receive. 
I love it so much. I I think that's like such a perfect way to pause. Um, and I would love, guys, as you're listening to this at home, just take a moment now to reflect on, there's been so much gold that's come out of this conversation, but just take a moment to reflect on what's the one actionable takeaway that you are taking from this episode that you can go away and implement today. What is that? Decide. And decide when you're going to do that thing. And I would love if, if you can, if you could either, well, find Amy, first of all, she'll share how to find you in a second. But I would love if you could either DM us what, what this actionable step is that you're going to take. DM us when, you, when you've done it so that that will be your dopamine hit that you've achieved it and you sought the recognition that you've achieved it from us. Not that you need it, but we're going to celebrate you if, you, if we hear from you anyways. Um, or share it to your stories and tag us. We, we would absolutely love it. Like, I know that you said this on our episode, Amy, and I loved, I loved it. Um, you just said, oh, I think you mentioned it in the format of like, please leave a review kind of thing, but any kind of recognition for the work that the pod you're like if you enjoy listening to a podcast any kind of recognition is so appreciated isn't it because yeah it podcasting is for me it's such a joy but you never know who is listening you just see the numbers go up so whenever we whenever I hear I'm sure you get this too but whenever I hear from somebody in the dms that they've listened to this episode and this is what they got from it or or whenever somebody shares the podcast on the stories like I love it because you get a name or a, a face to a download number otherwise it's literally just numbers um yes but yeah yeah and same and literally Sorry, it literally just makes my day. Like when yeah. somebody slides in, I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody hears me. I, yeah, to me, it's like the biggest compliment ever that you're listening and you're receiving. And it's like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you so much because we put this information out there and it's like, well, who's on the other side receiving it? So to be able to know that you're out there and impacted by it, oh, it just, it really does make my day. Yeah. Same. Amy, where can people find you? How can they like do more from this conversation if they want to reach Yeah. You? So my favorite place, we rebranded the podcast or the motivated CEO podcast, streaming on all the platforms. And if you're interested in that um, quarterly review guide that I talked to, I do have a free download for you again to help you just identify where you're at where how the last quarter went and then where to plan in order to achieve the success that you desire because at the end of the day it's your version of success it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing we want to help you achieve the goals that you desire so podcast is the best place or you can dm me on instagram at amy Traw. brilliant thank you so much for being here amy and Thank you so much. Thank you for the listeners. <laughs> See you all next week, guys. Thank you for listening to the Bigger Than You podcast with your host, Jenna Holloway. If this episode has been valuable to you, please share it with a friend or leave a review.